You're listening to an episode of the Break the Cycle podcast on the SVTV network. Ashish Mehrotra is uh, my colleague, my friend and uh, one of the people who and I haven't told him this yet. <laughs> uh, one of the people who I look up to as someone who's very inspiring, someone who lives their truth to the fullest. Ashish uh, identifies as bisexual and is a polyamorist. Uh, we're going to dive deep into the idea of what those two things mean. He's going to explain how one is an identity and one is a lifestyle choice. Um, the reason why I wanted to do this is because of my own journey in into my relationships, which up until this point, um, I made plenty of mistakes um, and did things I'm not particularly proud of. Uh, but having accepted that, I feel comfortable in speaking my truth. Uh, and that's something that I've looked at Ashish for as, as a reference, as inspiration. I hope you enjoy the episode as always and uh, feel free to reach out to me for uh, if you have anything to say uh, about this episode I'd be happy to have a discussion I'd be happy to uh, incorporate your feedback for the next couple of episodes as well thank you enjoy Mr Mehrotra yes Mr Aadhar acha we're not going with Malhotra anymore no we're going with Mr Aadhar okay <laughs> is that because of the card joke yes it is damn you <laughs> Welcome to the show man. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Maybe. Damn, I had to fly like I had to like really push you to fly down for this. Yes, you did. You uh, and like you know the business class tickets that you sent me were like pretty generous so I couldn't turn down the offer. Oh, wait. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad they reached you. <laughs> and thank you for putting me up at such a swanky hotel. Yeah. And thank you for the people you sent over. But that's great. That's great. It's great. It's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, I'm going to kick it off by straight away asking you to kind of introduce yourself to uh to the listeners a okay. little bit about yourself okay oh a little bit um well i like it, the sound of my own voice so i'll i'll be it'll be a little bit more than a little bit go for it <laughs> so my name is ashish mehrotra i am currently the chief video officer for msl india mm-hmm. right i am a colleague and a friend to aadhar uh, we've known each other for about 3 years 3 years now um my background basically when it comes to uh, family and what i used to do was bollywood um my father was an old time film producer so i have um very solid bollywood roots and as you can see from uh, you, you can't see well uh, you can't see, see my face but there's a look of disdain <laughs> i get that a lot of people like and listen to bollywood that's just yes. not me i'm sorry but uh, yeah well it's in my roots uh, that's there and from bollywood when i uh, either couldn't hack it or it wasn't for me to put in other words um i shifted to digital media where i started producing content for a company called culture machine if you know of any youtube channels called being indian wack epified um etc well i was somewhere behind the scenes on some small part of those shows <laughs> <laughs> so and from there i've come to msl and i'm pretty much enjoying life since then my man's been rocking it on video yes yeah. now this was pro- me professionally <laughs> now me personally yeah um that's just... what we're interested in me personally you'll have to probe a little bit more well i can say that i am into fitness the same way aadhar is maybe not as crazy 
um, and dedicated, but I do enjoy fitness. I am a certified fitness instructor. Uh, and on my free time, I keep on sharing out gyan as much as I can on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> my man lives on the internet. I do. I <laughs> am addicted to Twitter, and I'm addicted to Instagram uh, for two reasons. One, Twitter, so I can just talk crap, and Instagram because I like the <laughs> look on my own face, and I'm a narcissist. <laughs> you guys can't see this is from Twitter right now. <laughs> I have to check my tweets. Uh, dude, put that down. Ha, okay. Okay. So <laughs> sorry. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Ashish does not know this, but I'm about to kind of really go at it with him right now uh-huh. about living your truth. Living my truth, which brings it? me to the same personal introduction that you gave, except we're gonna go a little deeper. Of course, that's what she said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna try and not edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, he said whatever floats your boat. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. <laughs> But yeah, coming to Twitter and Instagram, you've been—I mean, my the way we kind of uh, started talking online specifically mm-hmm. was because I saw you post a lot of content, not just around mental health, mm-hmm. but around around sexuality, specifically mm-hmm. bisexuality. Yes. And what really got me interested, mm-hmm. and in fact, really helped me understand something mm-hmm. which uh, was not something that I was very open to. Mm-hmm. pun intended yes uh, uh-huh. was open relationships correct so well th- these are two different identities right mm-hmm. um one is an identity a sexual identity i'm mm-hmm. bisexual mm-hmm. Uh, which means i'm attracted to two genders that mm-hmm. is uh, uh, the female gender mm-hmm. and the male gender mm-hmm. there is pansexuality and like it's all very murky but right now i identify as bisexual mm-hmm. um now polyamory and what i am is uh, a i am a polyamorist um is and how it's different from open i'll get into a little bit later mm-hmm. but i am in a polyamorous marriage mm-hmm. uh i am married but um i do have another partner who's my girlfriend mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. and we are all poly as well which mm-hmm. means that we are open to other relationships uh, in the time being mm-hmm. how does this differ from open relationships you know yes please um the difference between open relationships and uh, polyamory are the strings mm-hmm. in polyamory there are more strings attached mm-hmm. um i am I'm very much committed to uh, my girlfriend mm-hmm. as uh, any other partner would be. She is my partner. I'm saying girlfriend so you know people out there can understand it, but I do call her my partner. Mm-hmm. Um she is as equally important as she is to my first partner which is my wife currently. Mm-hmm. Um we have uh well there's no system as such but um there is no uh okay, let me rephrase that. Yeah. Um I have two partners, right, mm-hmm. and they're equally important, and they run parallel relationships in my life, right. right. One is not more important than the other. One mm-hmm. does. One is not uh, less important than the other, mm-hmm. and there are more strings attached because I'm right. more. Co- I'm committed to two people in in the same way as possible. Right. Where it comes to open relationships, is that you can have a primary partner as well. Mm-hmm. Well, this is in in the course. Everybody's definition is different, but this is mm-hmm. how I have come come across it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a primary partner, or, or you yourself are just open. You don't want that many strings attached. you don't want Correct. labels as such okay. you are having intimate relationships and hanging out with the people that you are mm-hmm. and um you know the, you're not putting a label on it as such you're not calling each other a partner there are less strings involved okay. right whereas in polyamory there is a lot more care that's taken into relationship and what you call a polycule mm-hmm. right for example me my wife and my partner mm-hmm. right we all hang out together 
right right um we are friends mm-hmm. we, it's it's a safe space as such right. right in open relationships it may not be the case mm-hmm. um it, it's just like you know I, i don't ask you don't tell you can do whatever you need to um in relationships or i can know about the person mm-hmm. right but it's not exactly a setup where you're supporting each other uh, in ups and downs and there less okay. things involved all right wouldn't, wouldn't that constitute i mean the second part yeah. so uh open relationships have been sort of like a puzzle yes it's and, it's it's, uh, it's very open relationships is exactly what it means right it's mm-hmm. open ended right. at the end of it, it yeah. it's there's no definition for it as such mm-hmm. according to me and at mm-hmm. least that's what in, i'm talking of only in the indian context mm-hmm. um the uh, context in other countries is a lot more evolved mm-hmm. so it can be different but in the indian context is like uh, i'm in a you'll see these guys and yeah. bros going you know i'm just in an open relationship i'm not looking for anything you know uh, i'm just uh, you know basically sleeping around yeah exactly <laughs> that's what they use it as an excuse for mostly yes obviously there are uh, just like me and other people there are people who genuinely do not like being tied down mm-hmm. and uh, do respectfully have open relationships with other people mm-hmm. which is different then there are other people who are married yeah. who are very happy with their marriage life but they're not uh, happy uh, maybe physically intimacy wise or they want okay. to uh, experience a lot more in their life they mm-hmm. believe this is one life so then they have um, sexual partners outside of the marriage right. but the the primary partnership is still there when it comes to that marriage all right now here where it gets a little tricky and okay. where you have to create your own definition there are other polyamory people mm-hmm. right who identifies poly mm-hmm. but will have a very open relationship but say that they're uh, polyamory polyamory so right. like i said that's why the definitions are so open in in india's context mm-hmm. people don't uh, quite grasp it mm-hmm. but to make it easier and to mm-hmm. sound less um, i guess in in the indian context because people get uh, uh, accused of it a lot less uh, slutty Okay. Right, is to say that over oh, polyamorist mm-hmm. but actually polyamory means a lot more strings attached than open in relationships are right now this is interesting to me uh, specifically because mm-hmm. uh, and this is probably the part where i'm going to be uh, okay i am going to confess to a lot of <laughs> shit that i've done <laughs> in life um don't worry it's not like we're recording uh, oh yeah sure <laughs> No so the reason why I wanted to get into this specifically with you is because um so I do not identify as a polyamorous. Correct. Uh I am not in a polyamorous relationship. I in fact most of my relationships have been monogamous. However, mm-hmm. I have committed the cardinal sin of okay. pretty much cheating on every single relationship I've had. Correct. Um how I worked that issue is a story for later. Mm-hmm. Um however, the relationship conundrum is something that has interested me correct because for someone who claims or for, or for someone who is say monogamous mm-hmm. or is i don't know if there's another word for uh, non monogamous no 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 <laughs> there's polyamory there's non non monogamy okay non monogamy so for someone who is monogamous specifically yeah. um for them to end up in a situation like this mm-hmm. um where ultimately you are kind of drifting towards other people mm-hmm. but you haven't been able to say create a safe space to i one identify mm-hmm. that you're not really monogamous it's a story you've told mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. or actually kind of take the plunge of tying down how mm-hmm. do you kind of get to that distinction if if there is one see first you got to according to me and it it came it did come to me because before i was polyamorous obviously to give you a little bit more depth mm-hmm. i was in a 10 year relationship okay. i was in a relationship very heavily monogamous did not cheat mm-hmm. very uh, um 
obviously just like any 10 year relationship ups and downs etc mm-hmm. um, from the age of 17 to 27 right right then after that i did go through the whole um existential crisis what am i exactly right do i fuck yeah. around do i uh, find another relationship to settle down so obviously i also made many mistakes to get to an identity i thought i was most comfortable with right um and i always say polyamory non monogamy all of these are just lifestyle choices mm-hmm. right they are not identities right. they they are choices you make to make sure that you're happy in the mental space you are in the safe space you are mm-hmm. now firstly i had to answer and i i'm supposing if you do go to therapy and you do um uh, introspect later on mm-hmm. you'll have to ask yourself the simple question mm-hmm. am i a non monogamous being right or am i commitment phobic right or am i being mm. am i being uh, uh, afraid of being tied down and always going on a self destruct phase right okay that is something that i needed to answer that i like the smile on others face i am i mean <laughs> it's like a light bulb hitting me constantly but yeah please Correct. continue sorry so once you answer these questions and you introspect okay um, is it just Uh, the fact that um i don't want to be committed because i'm mm-hmm. commitment phobic or is it because this is just the way my personality or my choices will make me happy mm-hmm. right just being a drift and having these multiple relationships around mm-hmm. um and not having any strings attached mm-hmm. or someone like me who realize that i've got a lot of love to give yeah. right and i do love more strings attached i want exactly like a polycule mm-hmm. i want a couple of more relationships so we become like one big happy family right right so that's a different that's more responsibility because imagine all four of them uh, going through a bad phase right oh. we have to support each other, other. it yeah. becomes a polycule at that sense some right. in some portions it'll be so difficult because now um my two partners get along really well mm-hmm. what if i have a third partner who doesn't get along with my th- with the other two partners oh boy what if i have a fourth partner who gets along with the other three partners but came later but the third uh, partner that came in yeah. doesn't get along with any of them there are a lot of things but we have to support each other in the same way that the mm-hmm. complicated ways with these relationships can work that's most things attached mm-hmm. right so that means i identified with myself that i'm not commitment phobic right right mm-hmm. uh, i'm actually the opposite I can be committed to the max. Right. Um, what I was missing from my life was uh, the transparency of it all. That okay. I don't want to lie. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what uh, lying and then fucking around used to always give me anxiety. So I realized that that's not what who I am. Yeah. Right. Um, you need to realize that why if again this is going into a therapy session but why <laughs> um were you cheating in the first place was it just because of sexual um intimacy problems mm-hmm. or were you self destructing or were you commitment phobic once you understand and find out what makes your happy mm-hmm. when it comes to you as a person you as a person yeah then you'll realize what choice you need to make mm-hmm. on the lifestyle that you choose in the future sure. and that's where it that's where it's basically central centers on on how you want to basically choose a lifestyle because mm-hmm. again and i want to say this to a lot of and i get the opportunity for these platforms very little oh please please go ahead um that being polyamorous isn't an identity it's a lifestyle choice <laughs> ultimately it's a choice yes i really need to hammer that in with a lot of people it's that a choice is ultimately a personal one yes um having said that though i think that uh, because i my purpose for doing this particular uh, episode was because while i do while i have now reached that stage where i i do identify as monogamous mm. for a lot of people that confusion and that taboo around the subject of polyamory still exists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i've seen twitter wars yes i've seen your twitter wars yes specifically <laughs> see now my problem with uh, twitter wars right yeah. when i am not out there well there are and there are extremes everywhere where mm-hmm. i am not out there 
ओके यू आई डोंट हैव द एंटाइटलमेंट और द राइट राइट टू आस्क यू क्वेश्चन अबाउट यू मोनोगमी राइट यू आई डोंट ओ इट टू यू टू आंसर क्वेश्चन अबाउट माई पॉलीमरी एब्सोल्युटली Yet, because it's something that is not known, mm-hmm. right? Two things happen. Right. Fear of the unknown. Yeah. Right. Because it threatens, according to other people, their known and their known, right. Right. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the entitlement to ask more questions. Mm-hmm. And another third one, a lot of people think it of as as a kink because mm-hmm. I'm bisexual. I have partners who may or may not be bisexual, etc. Their threesome करेगा क्या? तुम लोग तो बहुत threesome करते होंगे. Like I came out to a family member, right? Mm-hmm. And they, their first thing was. Um, Oh, they were not. Oh, you must be having a lot of threesomes. I was like, no, that's not how polyamory works. We're not one big orgy, right? Yeah. We are separate, parallel relationships. At that, their friends is a different whole story altogether. Mm-hmm. But uh, they became friends, right? Mm-hmm. But those two relationships are completely different. Right. And if you can't turn in and off and don't have the maturity to that, that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. I I don't want you. To, I'm not out there saying that monogamy is bad. Polyamory is the way to be. Mm-hmm. I want to basically normalize the fact that I'm poly and people not. Look at my other partners mm-hmm. because I'm married as the other woman right. or the other man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just give them equal respect, and that mm-hmm. is why I have put it on my bio, mm-hmm. right? And I come out to people as poly, and it always says, "Oh, so, uh, so that's how you identify." No, that's a lifestyle choice. I'm just trying to normalize it right now. Mm-hmm. My bisexuality is not choice. That mm-hmm. is how I identify. That mm-hmm. is how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. That people need to understand. Right. And in both ways, I think it's important to be out there and proud, simply because um, I am privileged enough to be an upper caste savarna. a uh, male who has uh, who is rich uh, and um able to have a position in a prestigious company mm-hmm. right and i can speak for the people and at least normalize it enough right and take the hits for the people who can't right no i'm i'm glad i'm glad because part of the re- like another thing that i really 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 appreciate uh, is is the fact that you're able to kind of live your truth yes um which brings <clears throat> me to the next statement that I'm going to make and I might might just get a lot of flack for it but <laughs> we've spoken about it at length yeah. earlier that your your truth yeah. is not an absolute truth which is Absolutely. fact yeah. your truth is personal yes um having said that though how like i mean normally i would ask you the question what all cycles have you broken you've <laughs> kind of answered all of that yeah. <laughs> but um but i do want to get into how did you have how did you get to that stage for starters let's let's go with your uh, bisexuality mm-hmm. um how did that identification kind of come across and the reason why i ask is mm-hmm. uh because for a lot of people either they are afraid to identify yeah at least the kind of i think i think uh, two things mm-hmm. right one is twitter right um to be honest and i know twitter is a cesspool for most mm-hmm. for me i found a lot of support Okay. Right. I found a lot of people from the queer um back, uh, queer community. Mm-hmm. I found a lot of people um living their truth. Right. right? And I uh, realized that I need to find my truth because I uh, obviously knew that I I'm attracted to other men. Mm-hmm. Uh and so because of that support system mm-hmm. and the having that support system is important no matter where you find it. I found it on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? Once you have that support system and which can give you the courage to come out, mm-hmm. that's what one helps and mm-hmm. the second thing is idris elba idris elba yes <laughs> big dris idris no i, I know yeah, I, I call him back <laughs> so these two factors is what made me come out as explain bisexual. idris elba well i love him so <laughs> <laughs> we is, all do yes we all do um and yeah so that's that's basically why i um 
broke that cycle to and made sure that I live my truth mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and because I found that support online on Twitter, mm-hmm. I make sure that I'm out and proud on all social media so that somewhere, some down the line, if there's a boy or a girl mm-hmm. or a she or they or however they identify, mm-hmm. um, takes a little bit of courage from my story somehow mm-hmm. and gets inspired to live their truth, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. I'm glad, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to kind of approach another subject here mm-hmm. on how did you approach uh, polyamory, say, with with your wife, with your partner, so it was a mutual your family? Thing, to be honest, uh, so when it came to polyamory, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, me and my wife were drunk at uh, BSC one time. For those of you who don't know, that's Bar Stock, Stock Exchange, Exchange in Bombay. And so basically, we, we, this is advertising, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we we kind of knew that um, inherently who we were as people. And we uh-huh. both realized that, okay, we know that we're not monogamous, that we right. will stray. And we hated the fact that we feel guilty about being attracted to other people as well. Mm-hmm. And then when we were getting drunk and we were just talking about, listen, this uh, suddenly this wedding or this marriage that we got into took maybe too quickly mm-hmm. seems like, but we do love each other, right? Right. But seems like we're jailed somehow. How mm-hmm. do we fix that? Now, we had no idea what open relationships are, okay. right? This, um, because we've been poly for years now. It's, I mm-hmm. think it's been three or four years, odd years, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had, and the social media and everything else was very different back then as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so three years ago was, was a yeah, whole different yeah. ballgame, yeah. So uh, when it come to, came to uh, being po- talking about polyamory and other open relationships, so we had no idea what open relationships actually were. Mm-hmm. We had no, I didn't even know what the word polyamory exactly was, right? right? We came up with a system of our truth at that uh-huh. time that listen if it happens it's okay yeah just don't tell me that's how it started right I, i'm okay with it. if i find out i'm we're not going to get divorced we're not going to do anything it's yeah. fine if you you know like a boy and something happens uh-huh. etc i just don't want to know about it <laughs> right and that's how it started which evolved into um hey you know i i, I met someone right they're very interesting but i don't think it's just a you know fucking thing yeah right to then going into, okay, just don't tell me the name, mm-hmm. which went into, okay, this is the person, which then went into, listen, I want to discuss this person with you because at the end of it, we became best friends. Right. Right. Yeah. So it just evolved into something. Then we met other people and we tried to, and we told people, you know what, we're not exactly monogamous and, oh, so you're poly. And we're like, uh, I, I don't know what that means. And I was like, no, no, I'm poly. I remember this person and he's yeah. like, I'm poly. And I was like, is, is, that something um, yeah. abbreviation so then he explained it to me and then right. we went and we researched on uh, wherever we could find like when it came to reddit mostly mm-hmm. and other um, places where we could uh, find out more about polyamory and then mm-hmm. we found then twitter started being a lot more open about it and we found groups uh, i met i went to a polyamory group in bangalore i met like-minded people i understood from there um, uh, how different backgrounds they came from it was just one meeting mm-hmm. but then uh, when we came to Bombay we met a whole bunch of people who were also discovering more about how they're polyamory and stuff like that mm-hmm. obviously it also became a shit show at one point because everybody just started sleeping with everyone because oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 it was a shit because at the end of it you don't you do want to explore your polyamory side mm-hmm. but you can do that with only people who are polyamory right, right? but it just ends up into in this incestuous pool oh boy but yeah. uh, everybody goes through that trust me uh-huh. when you uh, ex- when you when you will try to um but that's like an ex- that's that, i think that holds true for any kind of any kind of right? it's going to be yeah. messy it's going to be it's messy it's going to be messy because unlike monogamy mm-hmm. um uh, polyamory there's no rule book to it 
right? Yeah, no one wrote the manual no, for that one. No one wrote the manual for that one. So everybody was just trying to figure that out uh, themselves out. Um, it's not an easy road. There were lots of fights. There were lots of misunderstandings. There were lots of friendships lost. Mm. I'm I'm still blocked by a lot of people on Twitter. <laughs> so, for being poly? No, but for fucking up, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, because just because yeah. I'm poly doesn't mean that I'm I'm holier than thou. I fucked of up. Of course, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. um, yeah. Oh, no, I'm 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 I kind of understand that one. Yeah. Really well. <laughs> yeah. So you you call, people listening to this, please understand this. Just because we're saying we're poly. we're trying to normalize it doesn't mean that we're good at it mm. <laughs> right it really doesn't mean that we're good at it we're also just we've got training wheels on and mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out our way through it as well it's like an alternate sort of yeah. approach yeah, in a exactly. way exactly but um yeah i think that's that's got its own set of issues doesn't it it does but that's the thing right if you it's not i'm not i'm going to say enjoy the issues mm-hmm. but if you think it's worth it yeah uh, those with those having those relationships in your life mm-hmm. then poly doesn't seem that bigger those problems don't feel that bad bad yeah yeah what about your i mean if you don't mind me asking what about your family how do they take it oh well because again this is a i mean it's given the country that we live in it's a taboo i was go- i was okay so i want to tell you who in my family mm-hmm. uh, but mostly the a uh, single uh, big set of family they were more concerned about my bisexuality one yeah. and secondly when it came to poly or whatever they understood of it mm-hmm. they were like are you leaving shweta oh right. i was like I- i'll tell you one thing i'm not getting divorced mm-hmm. does that work for you i'm never getting divorced mm-hmm. right because i love her she's my soulmate right yeah. so it's never going to happen yeah They're like okay, cool, <laughs> right? So it's, wow. it's yeah because at the end of it, they're patriarchal. Um, they uh, they are uh, people who uh, just know monogamy, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Look, what can we do?" Right? As long as I'm happy with my wife and I'm seen with my wife in social occasions, etc., etc., mm-hmm. in their mind, they're okay with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they don't understand it, uh, mm-hmm. but as long as I'm happy and do, and it's all consensual, yeah, they're okay with it, and as long as they're not. being forced to partake in it i think mm-hmm. in the sense ke oh meet my partner and you have to be friendly with her and treat her just like a daughter etc which mm-hmm. they won't understand and it's unfair to at least at this moment mm-hmm. to push your lifestyle choices on someone else of unless course. until it's something like again if you're lgbtq or ai if you if that's how you identify pushing that you're not pushing that on your family you're coming out to th- and living your truth mm. polyamory and open relationships are a lifestyle choice that can't be forced on your family members to accept in the in the ways that other things can be in my opinion or at least right. in my family mm-hmm. right yeah. as long as they understand and don't try to hamper my life mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine just the same way i shouldn't try to hamper theirs right no i'm 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 completely on board with that it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense and i'm glad you kind of touched upon that subject mm-hmm. uh which brings me to the next one yes. which is i mean you can considering that you answered most of my questions before <laughs> i even asked them i'm kind of running out of words you know? <laughs> like, like i said oh. i love the sound of my own voice so i am going to speak a lot <laughs> <laughs> right so uh, for anyone who's kind of uh okay let's start with the identity aspect first mm. for anyone who's living in the fear mm. and i'm glad that a lot of people aren't now yeah i'm i am act, i do kind of okay again i am i i do kind of call myself quite ignorant mm-hmm. i did in my last podcast which mm-hmm. was about patriarchy mm-hmm. uh the reason why i call myself ignorant is because i have just begun to kind of delve into these conversations yeah. which a, seem to be important yeah uh, i would rephrase that and say you're not ignorant you're privileged i am privileged so yes so the privileged people are under that does come ignorance mm-hmm. but you're privileged to not see or know about the struggles of or uh, of the other true stuff. absolutely true privileged past it 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that one out. I uh, know. I'm not going to because I think it's important for everyone to hear the fact that uh with privilege while there are I mean there it's a double sword. Yeah. Right? There will come some advantages to you. Mm-hmm. There will come some advantages uh for you that you can use to help others, but there's also a flip side and that's an ugly side. of privilege i don't think so that's think in my opinion in your opinion yeah, in, my opinion. Uh, in my opinion privilege has no ug- ugly side and mm-hmm. that's the problem mm what you're privileged right yeah um being ignorant and correcting that mm-hmm. is a choice you can make yes so that's not there's no ugly side to that you can if, if i choose right now to ignore mm. right and stay ignorant right it will make no difference to my stature in society mm-hmm. my income level mm-hmm. my family or mm-hmm. anything i do in life mm-hmm. right whereas a person who is not privileged yeah. doesn't have that kind of um, absolutely yeah. Yes. so when you say an ugly side again that ugly side can if you do think there is an ugly side my ugly side would be you ha- you lack the empathy to, un- to that's the thing there's, yeah. there's no em- empathy there's no uh, because you've been um just because you have been trained or uh, have certain things in your life mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you can't imagine what's not what is like to not have it right? right that doesn't mean you have less empathy mm-hmm. right that just means you have less understanding and um just because you choose to ignore it because mm-hmm. it doesn't affect your life mm-hmm. again that's just the survival of the fittest it doesn't mean that um your empathy levels are low mm-hmm. right it just means that um you choose to stay ignorant and choose to stick to your privilege right. may, will make you an asshole <laughs> but won't yeah. make you empathy again is a different whole we can have a podcast on that later oh <laughs> yeah well, i mean i am going to get into that one yeah. but um that kind of brings me to an interesting question which i don't think is for this podcast mm-hmm. but i'll ask it anyway are you saying then mm-hmm. because you mentioned you're talking about choice yes. on one end right yes. but i also and this is something that i notice mm-hmm. that when it comes to choice mm-hmm. we have a uh, kind of reached an unco- at least an unconscious choice mm-hmm. of we have none let me rephrase that yeah. we have subconsciously kind of told ourselves or sold ourselves the bullshit which is where i say we've made that subconscious choice mm-hmm. of claiming that we have no choice in what aspect because i as a privileged person i have many choices hmm right mm. um as a privileged upper caste and i keep on saying this yes. upper caste uh, male who's from a, a, a very affluent background right. and has got many doors open for him mm-hmm. i have a million choices like i can get up tomorrow change my field mm. go to a different career yeah. in my life and I, i i'll still have those doors open for me i have yeah. many choices in life when it comes mm-hmm. to identity sexual identity um, being poly in an indian community uh, uh working the way i am jumping jobs mm-hmm. i have a million and one choices and that's where the privilege comes from right. when you say that we don't have a choice that is only for the people who don't have the privilege for that mm-hmm. they have less choices right whereas a privileged person has many choices i'm glad you called that out <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you called that out uh yeah now going back on track though um i do want to ask you on about how does someone who's currently facing that conundrum and i call it a conundrum because owning i think owning your truth is a challenge that a lot of people face hmm. um anything that you can kind of tell see, us how to get there see just don't be an asshole right uh, now that it may sound very um weird 
right? Mm-hmm. But that's what I keep on telling people on on, on Twitter as well. Yeah. Right? If somebody is going through something and has choice to voice it on their platform, when their Twitter is their is their platform, don't just call it a public platform. Mm-hmm. It's their handle. It's their platform. Is choosing to say something or something like that. Just don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. When you're sending out the tweet and you're talking to someone. Look at the tweet and say, "Hey, does this make me look like an asshole?" <laughs> If it makes you look like an asshole, don't do it. Yeah, right? Run it by a couple of filters. Yeah, no, just just look at it and just say, "Does this make me look like an asshole?" If you can't tell the difference, then you're not going to change. Right. And you can't. There's no self-reflection that you can you can get from a sanghi or or from a person who uh, who uh, doesn't understand how them being Brahmin has that privilege, etc. Mm-hmm. And when Brahmins them, themselves call themselves, uh, um, you know, the uh, attacked. or that they're under attack or they're the less privileged ones it's weird right mm-hmm. that you can't see it for yourself you're going on a self defense uh, fucking mechanism mm-hmm. just don't be an asshole mm-hmm. you're uh, you're upper caste you're privileged you have doors open for you accept that right. and don't be an asshole <laughs> right try to be empathetic to the other people who don't have those kind of choices right now mm-hmm. that's all But okay, so the reason why I ask this mm-hmm. is while don't be an asshole is perfect advice, <laughs> and I give it to a lot of people too, uh, including myself multiple times. Um, it's a little difficult for someone to kind of reach that level of awareness, and this is coming from someone who actually had to get there. I had to hit rock bottom to get to that level of awareness of is this making me look like an asshole? Yeah. So to avoid that place of okay. hitting bottom. Mm-hmm. which can happen for a lot of people and in some cases unfortunately that awareness may still not come yeah how do you get people to that level where at least that basic um state mm. of asking that question of yourself am i being an asshole how do you do that that unfortunately according to me will only come from circumstances where you re- will hit rock bottom mm-hmm. or um something that shouldn't be the responsibility of others mm-hmm. who are are not assholes mm-hmm. but is at the moment and i think it may change uh, if we keep the fight strong mm-hmm. is calling out the assholes right uh, the more you call out the assholes and give keep having and tag teaming uh, in and out when you don't have the mental energy mm-hmm. tag teaming someone else who can fight the fight of against an asshole mm-hmm. and why he's being an asshole um once you when once collectively we start doing that and stop taking bullshit and stop keeping quiet mm-hmm. right because out of 100 people are supposed on my timeline mm-hmm. right there's there there around 10 assholes who amplify it mm-hmm. five people fighting against it and the rest are watching it and they're silent right those are the bigger assholes <laughs> if you see something that is assholery no. happening call it out yeah right those five people who are fighting against those 10 people need your support not mm-hmm. your silence right so um unless until the assholes don't see that oh my god like 100 people are telling me something is up mm-hmm. somehow somewhere down the line hopefully again optimistic and unicorn that i am <laughs> uh they may introspect right but telling an asshole to introspect uh, telling an asshole to introspect right now and mm-hmm. figure out um their own shit and uh, not be an asshole will never happen because they don't see themselves as the asshole mm-hmm. So hitting rock bottom is one, and secondly, the <laughs> being called out is the other. Being called out is the other. Right. No, I'm glad. I'm 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 glad I'm having this conversation with you. <laughs> I mean, I feel that it's important, but I mean, given you and me, we can probably run this for a couple of hours. Yes. Right. So that was that was one thing. Yes. Right. Um, how did they approach the subject of? Who's because there? this was really this was more. Uh, mm-hmm. 
identifying the inner self yes. in a way um just a continuation to that mm. when it comes to relationships mm. and we see a lot of people struggling and weirdly enough there have been manuals that have been created yeah. on it now yeah. yes um however um how do you kind of and and this is just me taking like an example yeah. out of your your yeah. life and your relationships yeah. with uh, vichweta and i'm sorry i don't know tanisha the, and tanisha um how do you guys how would you rather mm mm-hmm. tell someone who comes up with you to you with a question of i don't get the relationships hey, and i don't mean your you. relation and i don't mean your relationship i mean any relationship that they are kind of struggling okay, that with way. Okay. that way because <laughs> it's none of their business when it comes you, to your relationship exactly how do you relationship right hmm. uh, how do you relationship <laughs> well done ashish yeah, how do you relationship <laughs> how do how does this work yeah well <laughs> I don't think that's a question I can answer to be honest and um that's not it may seem like a cop out but it's not mm-hmm. it's simply because some people um either need therapy right okay. either need to understand themselves mm-hmm. enough uh, need to draw healthy boundaries in a relationship and can't mm-hmm. uh, and communicate and communicate and they can't until they don't un- uh, fix those inner workings of themselves mm-hmm. they can't share themselves with someone else because they don't exactly know what they're sharing right So unless until once you understand yourself and are happy with yourself mm-hmm. that's the only time you can have be in a relationship with someone else mm-hmm. to portray that same energy out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks man. It all starts with you. Yes. <laughs> Look inwards. <laughs> Find your inner peace. Find your kung fu panda. Panda ji. Seriously? No. Nah, Seriously. I mean you want to say that in front of me. <laughs> I mean come on Ashish. <laughs> I'm not even editing this one out. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Uh my last question hmm. and this is only if you're comfortable sharing. Yes. Uh if anyone wants to reach out to you, talk to you. Yes. Where can they find you? And can they approach you? Two places. Um yeah. twitter.com/boktails that is b o r k t a l e s and the same with Instagram. Same handle, boktails. um you can approach me on those handles i'm more than happy to uh, answer your questions or not about my relationships but in any advice i can give to you guys mm-hmm. um uh, or any if someone just needs to talk about their own identity crisis and how they need some support group i can uh, start uh, helping them out and finding the support groups uh, uh, near wherever they stay mm-hmm. and sometimes i can just be in ear and i will do this uh, like free of charge <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's just something like um, at the end of it we're one big community mm-hmm. and it comes to people and um, it takes a village. So that's why I'm doing it if anybody's wondering why. Well, thanks man. This yeah. was supposed to be my last question but uh, <laughs> thanks to your handles I've had to ask another one. Yes. Why boktails? Ah so like, I have What does a, that even mean? I have a beautiful beautiful angel called Lucifer. He's my uh, he's a dog. Do you see the irony in that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's my uh, he's my son, he's my dog, he's my pupper. Mm-hmm. Um and I basically started communicating what I needed to using photographs of him and me mm-hmm. conversing. Obviously they were my inner thoughts but I used them as a character mm-hmm. um to simplify things like consent simplify things like of uh, any trending topics that are going on or news articles that are going on or just be telling assholes not to be assholes mm-hmm. it some borderlines on being very sometimes preachy sometimes immature but it's still something fun that I love doing and I started calling it boktails 
and the way my life actually doesn't revolve around polyamory doesn't revolve around my family doesn't revolve around bisexuality or my work it revolves around my son lucifer mm-hmm. so that's why i do it i i my handles are bocktails because we bock a lot <laughs> yeah uh fun fact ashish i listen to him a lot more than i listen to you <laughs> but <laughs> that's true with everyone <laughs> Man, thank you so much for coming thank on the show. Thank you very show. much, man. This this has been beautiful, and um, I am gonna call you again. Yes, you have no option but to comply. Those of course, tickets will be sent. Thank uh, you. People will be sent to. Thank you. Uh, if I have to come <laughs> down to Bombay, well, I mean, I did. I had yes. to come to Bombay to bring you here. But <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the Most show. Most welcome. Guys, if you have any questions, preferably not about his relationship. In fact, preferably you have no choice but not to ask. <laughs> just don't uh, be an asshole. Just don't be an <laughs> asshole. Don't be an asshole. Parting words from my friend Ashish. Um as always, uh, I hope this helped. Uh, I hope this kind of uh, starts conversations about uh, lifestyle choices and identities uh, specifically in gender. My last episode was with Anika on patriarchy. Uh, we're really hoping to kind of break these two cycles of just hiding away from what your truth is and really kind of coming out and claiming your space. Uh, while I am no expert, I think that I- any way that I can add to this conversation is great. So this is my contribution to that. Um, as always, your feedback is very much appreciated and welcome. Uh, so please, if you have anything to say, I'm available on Instagram through my name, Adhar Malhotra. Um, or you can email me, adharmalhotra at gmail.com. And uh, parting words from Ashish, don't be an asshole. Uh, <laughs> until next time, guys. See ya.